The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find. We were four years Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Jordan Cooney. Hello, SEOs. My name is Jordan Cooney from Previsible. And this week, I'm joined by Stefan Hedebron, who is the CMO and co-founder of DreamData.io. DreamData is a B2B revenue and data platform that gathers and joins and cleans revenue-related data to be transparent and actionable insights for B2B businesses. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Welcome, Stefan, to the Voices Search Podcast. Really excited to dive in today with you on content and revenue drivers in B2B businesses. Go ahead and tell us a little bit more about yourself and the company. Thank you so much, Jordan. I'm, I'm really happy to be here. As I said just before we started to record, Search is, uh, was my first love in marketing, so it's, it's definitely something I'm passionate about. Um, nowadays, yeah, I'm the co-founder of Dream Data. Uh, I have a, I've never worked in a company that was not B2B, and I've always been in these marketing and, and growth-related roles. Around four years ago, I met my, my two co-founders that uh, I was introduced to through a local VC uh, in Copenhagen. They, uh, they had a very ugly prototype of something where I kind of almost dropped my jaw of how they were able to connect stuff that took place six months ago with revenue we made this month. 
and for you know some would call that attribution but essentially we're today we're a b2b go-to-market data platform that extracts anything that touches your account's uh, journeys towards being won by the salespeople. And that is the thing here when we're in B2B. There's a long path between the very first session on your site from one account until your salesperson wins the deals. And that's what traditionally makes it very little transparent for, for you to see whether your SEO work is actually yielding revenue afterwards. And I've, I was in that situation myself in my old company. From one year to another, I, I went out and hired a content team, uh, like a designer, a writer, a videographer, and a, a manager for that team. And uh, what I had to show to the CEO was, hey, look at organic search in Google Analytics. It's going up. <laughs> or um, my search engine tool, Ahrefs, in this uh, instance, saying that we are improving our rankings. <laughs> and, you know, as the CEO or the CFO would then ask, yeah, Great, I, but I, I can't pay salary <laughs> with this uh, increase. And what my two now co-founders were able to show me was that we actually had some extremely valuable content pieces on our website that started buyer journeys that took place six months after pulling in that initial organic search click. And uh, to be very specific, it was we'd made these alternative articles. So brand name alternative. So we took all the big vendors in, in our industry. We could just like, there was extreme amounts of money made from people who searched for that existing vendor, but an alternative to it. And we were ranking like one in the US <laughs> on some of these. And that became revenue one, six months later. And for me, who were in this situation where I hired a team and I had to defend the headcount and all that, I was just suddenly I could see whoa, <laughs> SEO content is actually driving real B2B revenue, but I never had the proof for it before this. So that kind of, I thought to myself, if this is a super ugly prototype, but if we can actually bring a decent product out of this, I know it's a super big and real pain for you know anybody in B2B marketing, whether you do paid ads or search or you know social stuff. All of us struggle to connect our activities to, to money made. I mean, this is a really great point, right? Which is, especially in B2B businesses, con- the value of content is often really misunderstood. And we all know that the buyer journey isn't linear, right? It isn't, I started on the homepage and then suddenly I bought the product. That, that never works that way. <laughs> and so I'm kind of curious to get your perspective, especially for our listeners who are in B2B segments, What's important when it comes to understanding the content strategy and developing a content strategy that gives you the breadth of content necessary to generate revenue? What trends are you seeing in your data? What topics do you need to be kind of diving into? And I think it's very interesting, right? Like I see a lot of B2B companies out there and often I read some of their content. It's like very off topic, right? It's like this is not an article or a post that has anything to do with what you do as a company, but is that actually helping to drive revenue? That's a big question or a mystery for me. Yeah. So um, let me actually do a little prelude before I answer the, that question. So just to describe the context of B2B, we before the summer, we actually did an, an analysis of, of our customers' customer journeys, pulling out benchmarks about how do they actually look and I can just anecdotally tell three things I remember. 
One, it would be that from first touch, you know, first visit from an account until you sell to it took an average of 192 days. So if your SEO piece sits at that very first session, it's very hard to connect it all the way through to the deal being won. The next thing was that there was an average of 31 sessions involved before the, you know, signature came to the 31 sessions. So unbelievable. And then the last bit was that for that amount of uh, companies, we analyzed an average of more than two people was involved in the deals. I can say for ourselves, when we win deals at Dream Data, there's five people in average involved. And as I list all these things, you can just hear Google Analytics completely cracking and, and falling completely uh, <laughs> down to the floor because there's no way that Google Analytics is able to connect the dots, dots in a meaningful way. Yes, if you're an e-commerce, maybe, but with all this complexity, it's impossible to find any value in Google Analytics. So you can say the, what you basically need to do is you need to record every session on your website, every URL that people look at, you need to join that with an identified person. Like Jordan is on our website. He's been on our website five times. He's viewed all these URLs. And then lastly, you also need to join Jordan with the account that he represents because the account is buying as a team and not as, or at least typically they're buying as teams and not as individuals. So you need to connect that Jordan might start the research and then Stefan comes later on and signs the contract. If these two people and their sessions are not joined into the same timeline, then you get that disconnect between the activity, whether it's paid search or organic search, and the money that the salespeople make inside of Salesforce or whatever CRM system they're using. So that's a long way of saying that if you're not able to connect all these dots into like an account-based timeline, then you cannot actually see the value that your all your SEO and content work generates. I think it's fascinating that you guys have been able to discover in these B2B businesses, 192 days to the point of where revenue is being made. So like the first entry point of this prospect or potential client touches your website, somebody comes into the website, and then it takes 192 days, 200, nearly 200 days for that, that, that particular company to become a customer. And then the other piece, and we were talking about this before we started this episode, right, is 31 touch points with the website before that, that deal happens. And I'm convinced that there's this kind of like this max point, right, where there's like a lot of people visiting, maybe it's at like day 90 or day 100, when like there's a lot of people visiting your website. And so for me, I, I get the perspective when it comes to specifically content, having this web or net of content that draws in all of these audiences, because it's 31 touch points, 192 days, you have to keep people engaged over that time period. So just writing the same stuff over again probably isn't going to help you. You need some unique content, some enticing titles, and maybe topics that are slightly outside of the scope of what you do. Knowing that just those data points, I think it's a safe bet that that's a worthy investment, right? Yeah. Writing content that isn't directly within your channel. Yeah. And um, as I said before, when we sell, and we have an average of five contacts involved, and you can then think you can like you can do your research and then look at what are the titles of these five people that are in average involved. There might be a marketer, a VP marketing, uh, 
data security privacy person, maybe the CFO is involved. And you actually need to have a content to kind of cater to all these different types of people that have different concerns. For some, it's securities. For some, it's the business case. For the daily specialist, it's how does it work? Will I extract value out of it? And if your website only caters to one of these people, it's very hard for that individual to go to his organization. And then he or he or she actually needs to sell your software internally as well. And if you, your website doesn't contain the content he needs to sell the product internally, you know the deal doesn't happen. And then we don't make money in B2B because the individuals, at least at a certain deal size, can't sign the contracts uh, alone. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Right. So, Stefan, tell me a little bit about the concept of revenue attribution to a page. There's this, or to a piece of content specifically, right? There's this misnomer, I believe, right? Like last touch, first touch. We've got 192 days here that it's the, the, the sales cycle, right? With the engagement on your website, right? But like... How do you guys think about that? How do you think about, well, this piece of content is the one that is most important to attributing value of the deal? I just want to return to the explanation of what it means to think account-based. So the first thing when you do, let's call it attribution in B2B, is that you need to, instead of having these five people as five individuals that are completely disconnected, the data model actually needs to understand these people as part of the same journey. So that if we have an organic search visit as the very first touch on this journey, then we can relate that to the money we make in the CRM system later. Otherwise, that if this first visit, research visit on your website only converted to a newsletter sign-up, then you wouldn't understand the business value of it. So you need to join all these people to into one like coherent customer journey. Then there's two models in our product you can use. There is uh, an influenced model, meaning that when you sold, they viewed this URL at, at any given time. That is kind of to highlight, do people actually look at it as they buy? The other model you can do is to like apply a specific attribution model. So the classic 
first touch, last touch, double reshaped, uh, U-shaped, uh, data-driven attribution, etc. And those models you can use to to highlight where in the journeys that content has an impact. So me as a as a marketer, I'm typically interested in using content. No, there's that's not true. I mean, there's two cases of content. There's content that starts journeys where we kind of use a, an attribution model that appreciates the first part of the journey, whether that's first touch or double reshaped or something like that. These are the articles we write to start customer journeys. But then there's also the articles you write because they're important as people are making decisions about buying your product. And that, 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 that those two are not necessarily the same. And for those people look at when they consider buying your product, we use this influenced uh, model where we can see people actually always look at the about page before they buy or people look at your community page before they buy or they look at your integrations before you buy. And these are typically pages that as an SEO, you would not care about because it's not the first page that you land on, but the customer making a business decision about acquiring software, they need to do their kind of research and due diligence whether they can trust you. And I think sometimes you, as an SEO, you neglect that there's actually other pages than the landing pages that are <laughs> important pieces of, of content as well. And we kind of try to describe both ends of uh, that spectrum. Oh, man, that's, I think that's really insightful, which is just that there are various, not only attribution components, but understanding what main business pages are driving the decision-making, right? And like having SEOs focus on those, right? Because we spend a lot of our time and energy as SEOs on the flashy, fun posts that all of a sudden get thousands and thousands or millions and millions of visits, right? But that doesn't actually always... It generates awareness, but it's not the full journey of that user. And kind of understanding that sequence can certainly help both the CTAs on those pages being more deliberate about how that user journey and path is experienced by visitors to our, our high SEO trafficked pages. So Stevan, just tell me real quick, like what you're, when we're thinking about content and the actual dollars or ROI, I think this is one of the mysteries, right? SEO has the same problem, right? SEO, the ROI of SEO is always some ludicrous number that makes no sense because you spend a little bit of money and you get all this traffic from SEO. And I feel like the same narrative often happens with content and the attribution of content in a B2B business. So what I often see, right, is, is going back to those business pages is there's a ton of focus and in, in energy given to a very small subset of business pages, like the pricing page, or the home page. And then there's a real small subset of blog posts or feature pages that drive a lot of awareness. And that's where all the energy is. But I'm sure that, that the businesses are missing something. And so I'm, I'm trying to understand, how do you measure ROI and where do you find the upside? How do you find like, these are growth opportunities in our content? Really good question, Jordan. And um, I think I'll be the first to say that we don't either grasp the full value of SEO and content and all that. But we can, though, deterministically say that this person looked at this URL and he was part of this account that you won. So we're trying to, you know, amplify the signals of revenue related to content. First of all, so the difference in B2C versus B2B is that 
you know, B2C typically have some kind of e-commerce webshop, like Nike shoe bought, then sent that information back to Google Analytics so you can see this page generated, whatever. In B2B, we don't have that checkout system. The checkout system is the CRM system and a deal value in the CRM system being moved to, to close to one. So in order to understand value of SEO in B2B, you need to join all that traffic together with the business component of the CRM system. And once you do that, then you can start to say, okay, this URL drove X amount of value or what I, we typically can find, or the gold nuggets to kind of to answer your question, Jordan, is that you want to find the URLs that pulls in search, uh, search traffic and then also drive revenue. And there's not always, I know there's practically never a correlation between volume of organic visits and money because the intention of a very broad search that has a lot of volume is not as strong as, you know, a very specific search. Like, for example, as I said uh, earlier, that we made these brand plus alternative uh, articles. If you understand what the brand is and you're looking for an alternative to it, there's a very strong intention behind that search. There's not a lot of volume, but if you enter the site with this intention, it's very likely to yield more revenue. So you want to understand which organic sessions drive revenue. And then the next thing in the playbook should be to say, okay, let me open search metrics or another SEO tool and see how we're we ranking here right now. Are we only at seventh or ninth place or even worse, second page of Google? Then we want to invest some money in link building or you know, on-page optimization to get it up. Like what if it was ranking one instead of nine? How much more money would we then yield from, like, like from our work here? To couple up on that, then you want to say, okay, can I actually produce more content in this cluster, which seems to be the high value keywords that people enter through? And have we spent a lot of writing time on clusters that doesn't actually represent any value? So maybe we should cut down on that content production. 100%. I think that there's this amazing connection between the typical SEO journey of opportunity finding, low-hanging fruit, however you want to create the terminology, and then this, this entire revenue and ROI attribution concept that takes place within the content world. And it's really amazing to hear that, that dream data can help us understand that revenue component. And then SEOs can still use the tools and the data that they've always used to then identify identify the opportunities. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the Voice of Search podcast. Thank you to Stefan Hedebrandt, CMO and co-founder of dreamdata.io for joining us. In this part one interview, uh, we covered content and as a revenue driver in B2B. Tomorrow, I will be joined again by Stefan and we will be discussing data and revenue attribution for SEO. If you can't wait until our next episode and would like to learn more about Stefan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in the show notes. You can contact them on Twitter where his handle is at S Hedebrand. That is S-H-E-D-E-B-R-A-N-D-T or visit the company website dreamdata.io.
And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T.